Hey, are you ready to lose weight through rest? Then go to operationfixmylife.com slash rest-based weight loss and sign up for the rest-based weight loss e-course today. This course is a 28-day system that's going to walk you through the five-step process to eliminate stress, to transform your health, and to lose weight through rest. Go to operationfixmylife.com slash rest-based weight loss and sign up for the course today. So I'm really excited to have Sophie Pepper online with me today. This is this is great. I met Sophie um, at a health summit. If you listen to one of my previous episodes uh, with Nicole, um, I met Sophie at the same summit and Sophie was actually manning a table for Imperfect Foods. If you haven't heard of Imperfect Foods, Sophie will explain a little bit more about that toward the end of the episode. But uh, firstly, I just want to introduce Sophie to the listeners, those who are listening. Hi, Sophie. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, when you and I were talking, I stopped at your table and I was kind of looking at uh, some of the things that Imperfect Foods had to offer. And you and I started talking a little bit more. I was sharing a little bit of my background and some things that I have coming up. And, and then you started sharing a little bit of your background too. Um, and the fact that you are a vegan. And so mm-hmm. I, and you're one of the first vegans I met that aren't like obnoxious about me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, I, I mean I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit but you know definitely no, like- there's definitely I mean I feel you know part of the reason of how I talk about being vegan is there's a there's definitely whether people want to admit it or not a stigma around being vegan and about how vegans come off you know and how they perceive themselves and I've never wanted to fit into that stereotype and unfortunately I guess that you know it is true that some people talk about themselves that way and Um, I just never want to be anything, any kind of pushy. I always want to be like very open with things. And so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sorry you've had, you know, negative experiences with other vegans, but I'm glad that that wasn't the case with me. Oh yeah. And please don't apologize for your vegan, (laughs) for for the other vegans. And I, and I'm, and seriously, I know there are probably vegans that listen to this series and I do not want to. I don't want to offend anyone. It's really just a tongue in cheek, but uh, I understand definitely just the vegans that I've met. Um, they're just really passionate about um, being vegan. They have experienced so many health benefits. They've done a lot of research and they know um, just the ins and outs, you know, especially just the environmental impacts too of yeah. the meat industry. So I, I 100% understand being really passionate yeah. about, you know, about your, your lifestyle and your choices, especially if, you know, there is a lot of research that points to the fact that, yeah, um, you're probably right. Like, you know, we probably should all be vegans. Um, but I appreciate, I just appreciated the fact that, um, it wasn't, you just weren't very like, what's the word like judgmental you didn't come off as judgmental yeah you know people I just think I think that you know one of the best ways to spread veganism other than awareness is just with you know kind of like open arms and understanding and everyone you know I 
in an ideal world, I would hope that everyone could be vegan, but you know, we don't live in that world right now. And I just think the best way to educate people is with open-mindedness and, you know, kind of meeting them where they're at and explaining, you know, explaining things. And I think judge, judge being judgmental is only going to turn people away from being vegan. So I try to shy away from that. Yeah. And that's just with any, is it, that's with everything. Yeah. I think, you yeah. know, gym rats being like super <laughs> evangelist about, you know, going to the gym two hours a day, um, you know, carnivores, meat eaters, you know, even uh, disrespecting and making fun of vegans. I mean, it's, that applies to all of us, I think. And yeah. I think that we can all, sure. you know, take a page out of that book of being judgmental or criticizing people for their choices, no matter which side of whatever aisle you fall on, is not the best way to try to get people to see your viewpoint and open their eyes to exactly. yeah, potentially just a different point of view. And and so I, the reason why I wanted to invite you on here and just share a little bit of, of your story with the listeners is because I personally have quote unquote gone vegan multiple times throughout the past few years as a way of like trying to detox and cleanse me like clean myself out sure and I would love to at you know at some point maybe later on down the line when I'm ready to like let go of bacon and things like that I would love to you know move to just maybe like a primarily like 95 to 98 percent vegan diet um that's something that I'm you know I'm kind of working toward And I wanted to just, you and I were talking and I was asking you about, you know, how long you've been vegan, how you came to be vegan. I thought that it was a really intriguing story. So I would love uh, to hear a little bit about that um, in a a minute, but if you wouldn't first just, would you mind just um, sharing a little bit uh, with our listeners who you are, a little bit of your professional background, and, um, and then you can go into the story of why you decided to become a vegan and and how that has just been working out for you over the past several years. Sure. Yeah. Um, So my name is Sophie Pepper. I grew up in Minneapolis. I went to University of Kansas for college. I studied psychology. And after college, I was just a bit lost. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I had chosen psychology because it was what I was most interested in, but I didn't have a lot of direction and where I wanted to go. Um, and I ended up moving to Chicago after college to be here and just kind of got, um, stuck in like jobs that I wasn't passionate about, but I was excited to live in Chicago. And so I, I did the jobs and was happy to live here. Um, and then one day I just kind of was fed up with the real estate job I was working in and I applied or, um, to get a TEFL certification. And then that is teach English as a foreign language. So I quit my job and I did a month and a half intensive program to become an English teacher abroad. And then I kind of packed my bags and moved to Argentina, taught English for a while, um, traveled. I came back and was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. And in that journey, I came across the company Imperfect Produce at the time, um, which is the company now that I work for Imperfect Foods. And it's just turned out to be such an amazing fit for me. Um, and I can definitely get more into the company now or later, whatever you prefer. Um, but that's a bit about my professional background. And it feels really amazing to work for a company who is mission driven and um, is doing a lot of good that really aligns with me. So, yeah, that's been really awesome. And in terms of my journey being vegan, it was my junior year of college and I studied abroad in Spain Um, and up until that point in my life, I had been keeping kosher. Um, and so when I was in Spain, there was no access to kosher meat 
So I just was vegetarian. Um, and then when I came home after, you know, a few months away, I was eating meat pretty much every day. My parents were cooking it. I think I probably ate red meat every day that summer. I was a huge meat eater as a, you know, growing up. And, but I also wasn't feeling great, but I, I didn't really know, you know, what to attribute that to. And somewhere over the summer, it must've been the end of the summer. I got an email from PETA, um, saying, take a 30 day challenge of being vegan. And being vegan is never something that had been on my radar before. And I was kind of like, okay, I really need a a reset. I need to restart. I'm feeling gross. I just, you know, I want to, I want to do something to change the way I'm feeling. So when I left for college senior year, I went cold turkey and I just went vegan. So I think it was August 19th, 2011 um, was the day I went back to, to Kansas for school. And, you know, it started off as just a 30 day challenge. And I don't really remember it being too difficult. I don't, was never a huge cheese person or anything like that. I, I ate a lot of like scrambled eggs. So that was definitely the biggest thing. But I don't remember, you know, being a huge conflict. I think also probably I knew it was temporary. So I just, you know, was able to get through it. But as the days of the 30 days neared um, to their end, I just realized that I kept feeling really good and I just wanted to stick to it. So cut to nine years later, um, still vegan. Um, And yeah, it's been, you know, quite a journey for me of um, over the years of what veganism means to me and what have been the important facets in my life. Um, So at first it was definitely health and kind of diet related. And then it went into more animal rights. I mean, I've always been an animal lover, but, you know, it went into more animal rights, um, animal cruelty things. And then, you know, over the last few years as well, it's become a huge environmental aspect. So it's really transformed. And, you know, over the years, I've met different people and been in different kind of communities. And it's really just like shape shifted into all these cool things of my vegan journey. And it's it's um, really changed a lot. And now I don't think. I could ever not be vegan. I don't really miss anything food wise. And I just think the benefits so outweigh everything that I'm missing or that some would say I'm missing. Um, And I just love the lifestyle. It makes me feel great. It's a really awesome community um, and just makes me feel more connected to things. So um, yeah, that's kind of my vegan journey. Really cool. Um, one of the things that I have struggled with when I've tried to just kind of detox and clean myself out um, and do, you know, like a, a 21 day vegan fast or, or whatever it is. One of the things I think that I struggled with was just finding uh, finding different recipes that were like, that were interesting, you know, just not eating like lettuce and tomatoes every day (laughs) you know just just being able to yeah just to branch out and discover all of the amazing just different options and recipes there are out there so for you Sophie are you someone who over the years that did you come to just experiment with different things through the community that you're connected to did you just find different resources how did you because you were still in college at the time how did you make that transition from eating meat to being vegan and then being able to sustain um, just interesting meals and and different meal plans throughout the years? Yeah. Um, Well, I'm going to be honest. Lettuce is one of my favorite foods. I love lettuce. Um, (laughs) I use it as a vehicle to eat lots of other foods. So I 
like put a lot of things in big romaine hearts and just like chomp away because I just I love everything about lettuce or most things so that's kind of funny but um I think that just over the years and like random cookbooks and websites um you know there's so many different things out there to try I definitely have times that I get stuck in my ways and you know I just I I work for a produce company so I always have you know fruits and veggies in my fridge um, and I often, you know, worst case scenario, I just end up sauteing a lot of veggies and that does get, you know, boring sometimes, but it's still like a classic. Um, but I mean, there are definitely lots of products that I've experimented with over the years, like jackfruit and aquafaba, which if you don't know, is like the liquid that comes off of chickpeas that's used for baking. That's kind of one of the newest things that I've looked into and chickpea flour to make um, omelets and there's also, I mean, there's also a difference between vegan plant-based and just like vegan. Um, I would say that I go through, you know, periods when I try to eat just like whole foods and when I'm okay with eating a little bit more like processed meat uh, or processed vegan meats, sometimes I kind of crave like a tofu or something like that. And other times I don't. And so I don't really, you know, a lot of people like, you know, the classic question to ask a vegan is where do you get your protein from? that has never really been an issue for me. I'm a healthy person. I exercise and I kind of just like eat what I want to eat. And if I crave, you know, more savory foods, then I'll make, um, you know, some kind of fake meat product. But for the most part, I just eat like a ton of fruits and veggies and nuts. Um, I love nutritional yeast. I pretty much put that on everything. That's my number one vegan staple probably, um, which is kind of a cheesy flaky powder which is maybe not for everyone but I've grown very accustomed to it um but there are so many resources out there there are I mean the internet is a huge helping thing a helping hand um I know that when I was when I used to come home from college my mom would make recipes from Pinterest um there are tons of restaurants around Chicago and Minneapolis where I'm from that have things so if I've had something at a restaurant like some kind of ravioli made out of some weird root vegetable then you know I could try to make that at home too so um just kind of exploring whatever foods I want to eat but there are or even just walking down the aisles at the grocery store and vegan sections or you know um like the canned section and just like looking at different foods and being like oh I've never had that before um kind of just exploring um as a vegan you also get really good at reading labels on the back of packages that definitely took me some time um, over the years, like in the first year of being vegan, like every item on the back of a package kind of freaked me out, uh, because I wasn't always sure what they were. Like I thought that, um, there's an emulsifier that I'm blinking on the term right now, but, uh, or soy lectin. I, I thought that wasn't vegan. I didn't know what it was, but I didn't think it was vegan. And that's like in everything. Uh, but then I came to learn that that's actually, it's not, not vegan. So, um, I just became very accustomed to, learning how to read the back of ingredient lists to find out if something was vegan friendly or not. Um, cause at the time, I mean, now many packages are labeled as vegan, but at the time that wasn't really a thing so much. So, um, and veganism is also super trendy right now. So, I mean, if someone is new to being vegan, there are so many restaurants that have things because it's just, um, it's like a, it's a great trend right now, which hopefully takes off. Yeah, I remember you saying that when we were chatting um, and that you don't mind the fact that it's trendy. You actually think that it's great, uh, that uh, you're not irritated <laughs> by yeah. the fact that, yeah, veganism is trendy right now. Um, and I 
I think it's, I do think it's really cool. Uh, I was watching a documentary on Netflix where they were talking about, they brought up the subject of um, veganism and protein. Well, where do you get your protein from if you're not, you know, getting it from animal meat? And it was really interesting. The documentary was saying that um, animals actually get their protein from their like plant-based diets, like yeah. animals that are eating grass and, and, you know, that's like the fact that we're getting our protein from animals, it's like secondary because um, that protein is coming from like the vegetables and, and just the grass and the plants that those animals are eating. So yeah. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was interesting and a very common misconception, I think, but it's really think, cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just think that, you know, being vegan is something that I think really challenges people and makes people uncomfortable with their own habits. Um, so a lot of people don't want to ask those questions because they don't want to be forced to like realize what they're doing. I think that if a lot of people were forced to like, you know, kill the, kill the meat that they're eating and like get their, like make their own cheese and stuff like that, like people wouldn't do it because it's not a pretty lovely process. Um, people don't want to think about where bacon comes from, but um, it's easier to just like not, not want to think about it and talk about it and just, you know, go about it. It's hard to challenge those things. And I think challenging those ideas that we were raised with, that you were raised that like you have to eat all these things is uncomfortable for a lot of people. And it's uncomfortable for most people. But once you kind of start to challenge that, it's hard to see it any other way. So I think, you know, it's just as someone who's vegan, and I think a lot of other vegans, like you just, we've, I feel so strongly about what I believe in, and that it's like the right thing to do for all moral reasons that I just like want other people to understand it. But it's hard to just bottle that all up and tell someone without coming off as like really pushy or aggressive or something like that because I just feel so strongly but I just want people to you know understand where I'm coming from and kind of like look at be a conscious consumer so understand you know if you're gonna eat you know meat or something like that or cheese at least understand like what it's doing and the toll that it's taking on the animals and the environment um, as one more step to kind of like be a conscious consumer. So if you're going to, does that make sense a little bit? Like just be aware of what you're doing if you're going to do it. But that's oh, yeah, hard absolutely. for people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I, I think that that kind of spans across a lot of different spectrums. Um, for sure. Where, yeah. Uh, I mean, and we can kind of tap into, <laughs> we can apply really any, you know, subject to this. Um, the idea of being a conscious consumer, like knowing exactly what the process, you know, knowing the process, knowing what the impact is of our decisions, of our choices, not turning a blind eye. And then also I do like the fact that you mentioned challenging assumptions, challenging, yeah. you know, things that we've been told that we grew up hearing our whole entire lives. Um, I think that in general, if we all took the time to uh, dissect our assumptions, figure out where they came from, and then also just do our research on how our choices are making an impact that goes beyond ourselves. Yeah. I think, that, you know, I think just in general, the world would be a, a much better place. So I'm definitely with you there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But it's hard, so, it's hard to do those things. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot easier, right? Yeah, to, to not... just go drive through and just ask for the cheeseburger and, and go about your day. It's so much simpler. Yeah. Um, 
but hopefully just, and this is why I wanted to, you know, bring you on Sophie and just hear a little bit about your story, because I'm hoping, especially, I do feel that there are some people that have just bent toward certain lifestyles. Um, like for example, my middle daughter, my 10 year old, mm-hmm. like just the, every week that passes, every month that passes, she is like, you know, like eliminating one more like meat or, you know, dairy item out of her. It's just her taste is evolving. Okay. And I'm like, this kid's going to end up being a vegan. Like I can just feel it. I can see it coming. Like (laughs) I feel like she has this bent towards like, it's just her palate is changing and, and meat and cheese and, you know, sugar and processed foods and those things. Like it's just, it's not appealing to her anymore so I, I do awesome. believe that there, yeah. that's incredible yeah and I'm like okay like you know and, and sometimes we joke, she's like oh I, I can't eat that I don't want chicken for dinner um those poor chickens I don't want to eat them and you know she's like half joking half serious but I know for you know kind of like I was saying I believe that there are some people that have bent toward certain lifestyles and I did want definitely to bring you on um, just in case there are any listeners who have been considering for years, you know, becoming vegan, um, I'm hoping that just being able to hear your story will inspire them and, you know, push them to take those steps and really move forward with that. So thank you for sharing. Of course. And I think, you know, everyone's got to do it in the way that works for them. Some people want baby steps. Some people, I haven't honestly talked to many people who have gone cold turkey and just become vegan like I have. Um, but whatever works best for, for you, I think it's, it's worth a shot, even if it's like a week or, you know, doing it a few days a week to begin with. Um, there's just so many benefits to, and I think it's, it's worth a try for everybody. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. So if anybody, if you're listening, you know, if you want to go cold Turkey, like Sophie did go for it. If you, if you want to do the baby steps, um, and, and try, I think that's a great idea. Maybe to try like a few days a week, a week or so and, and work your way up there. Yeah. I think that that's a great idea. Yeah. So I know that we're, we're kind of running low on time, but I wanted to hear a little bit more, if you wouldn't mind sharing, um, about the company you work for and perfect foods uh, I signed up at the summit. Um, I've gotten a few boxes since you and I met and I just like, I love it. I, I love, Yay. oh my goodness. I love the I'm variety. So- I love the produce that's <laughs> you know, and it doesn't, I mean, the produce doesn't look imperfect to me. Yeah. And what I love most is I love the fact that I get emails yeah. about why it is that these particular foods are being, you know, placed in the box, like, and how much, um, you know, how much food we're saving or the impact that, you know, just one little box is making on food waste in general. So please just give us a little more information yeah, about for sure. Food. Thank you for that intro. So Imperfect Foods, which was previously Imperfect Produce, started about four and a half years ago, um, and it started off in California, and now we are um, in like 27 cities around the country, delivering to like 70-ish percent of the country. Uh, Basically, two guys at University of Maryland realized that there was a ton of food being wasted on their college campus, um, and they realized you know, a little bit after that, that the way that they could make the biggest impact was working directly with farmers. Um, About 20% of produce doesn't leave the farm because of the way that it looks, or if a farmer has too much of something to be able to sell through, which is a huge amount of produce to 
be grown and put resources into and put time into to then go nowhere. Um, and also it's harmful to even put it in a landfill because of the way that it decomposes. So it's just not good. So basically what, what Imperfect Foods does is we work directly with farmers to buy things from them that they can't sell to the grocery stores, usually because of shape, size, color. Um, but sometimes they don't even look that ugly and things are just a surplus. So if a farmer overplants because they need to fill on their contract because they need to have enough, but then they have 20% extra, you know, where does that 20% go? So we'll work with farmers and now also companies and suppliers to buy up packaged goods from them too um, that just can't be sold to grocery stores because of those reasons. Grocery stores have super specific requirements about what they will and won't take. So even if, you know, an orange is off by a centimeter, they don't want it. Um, And that is just like the truth of the matter. So our main goal as a company is to reduce food waste and then also make the food system more equal for everyone. So we also have options for reduced cost boxes for people who qualify for government assistance, which is a really awesome initiative as well. Um, And then basically, however often you want groceries, if it's weekly, bi-weekly, once a month or less than that, you get to go online and order the exact grocery items that you want and exactly how much you want to spend. Um, You get to pick out all the items and then we deliver it right to your house for on average about 30% cheaper than grocery store prices. Um, Super flexible. So really, you know, when you need it and ultimately we don't want you to have too much because that would just be more waste. So we want you to have what you need. Um, If you want to get a random box, we can also send you that too, but it's totally up to you. Um, Yeah. And that is the gist of the company. Um, So it's run by zip code. So if you're interested, go online to imperfectfoods.com enter in your zip code and see if we deliver to you. Um, And then if you're interested in trying it out, you can use the code SOPHIE50 for 50% off your first box if you want to try it out. Perfect. Guys, I really hope that you do, um, especially if you're kind of like me. I know I have a lot of a lot of female listeners, a lot of moms that listen to this podcast. And I, dear God, I'm just, my schedule is so crazy. Just going to the grocery store is a whole entire big event. And it has been so convenient to be able to have like fresh produce, like delivered to my door every week or every other week. I love the fact also that I can pause, I can skip weeks if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, I still have some produce left over from the previous box, then I can skip. Um, I love the fact that uh, I love the fact that I can pick and choose the quantity and how much I want to spend. Yeah. So if I only want to buy eight bucks worth of produce or eight bucks worth of you know food like that week then that's all I can spend. If I want to buy 50 bucks worth a couple weeks later, then I have that freedom and that flexibility. Yeah. And that's just for a busy working mom, running a business, like everything that's going on. um, Imperfect Foods has just been like a lifesaver for me. So uh, if you- I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah, I just, I love it so much. Um, So definitely for those of you that are listening, if that is something that you want to look into, then definitely- Follow the steps that Sophie laid out. I'll have a link in the description of this episode. We'd love for you guys to check it out. Yeah, please do. So thank you so much, Sophie. And yes, I asked I asked Sophie if Pepper was her real last name. And it is. It's <laughs> it a coincidence. It was, it was meant, meant to be. be. <laughs> so thank you, Sophie Pepper, for coming and being a guest on the Rest Based Weight Loss podcast series. I really appreciate it. 
And I'm looking forward to um, talking to all of you next time. Have a good one, guys.